welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. I give myself, I give myself to you. sacred moment the Holy Spirit is certainly in this place as Reverend Bell was standing up there the Holy Spirit said the same thing to me as he said to you Reverend Bell it's time to preach I didn't want to get out of protocol but I'm glad you were led by the Spirit worship is the most sacred time in the presence of the Lord and so Father we thank you for the privilege of worship. While churches are being closed, you have afforded Pleasant Grove Church the privilege of coming into your house to bless your holy name. And I know that you are in the place because I can feel your spirit moving. And so I pray God that you would have your way as only you can. God, that you will take over, saturate this place with your presence, and let the words of our mouths and meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Receive our worship and delight in the praises of our mouths. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Sometimes you just have to be led by the Spirit and not be restricted. And I'm so glad that God is in charge and not us. Amen. I'm so glad that he's in charge. So I give honor uh, to God. Certainly thank you to our worship leader. Wonderful job of being led by the Spirit. And to our worship team. We know that God is in the place. And Shireen, we are certainly are rejoicing with you as you celebrate your retirement, but certainly you're not retired in the Lord. Amen. Shireen says, so amazing. How many of you know that God is amazing? Has he done anything for you? So amazing. I stand amazed 
at your glory. I stand amazed at your strength. I stand amazed at your power. So amazing. Truly, we give honor to Pastor Preston in our absence for the privilege to bring forth the word of God. The scriptures have already been read. There is a story that has been told of an elderly Christian man. He was a fine singer. He learned that he had cancer of the tongue and that surgery was required. In the hospital, after everything was ready for the operation, the man said to the doctor, are you sure I will never sing again? The doctor found it difficult to answer that question. He simply shook his head and said no. The patient then asked, can you sit me up for a moment? He said, I've had many good times singing the praises of God, Dick and Shireen. And now you telling me that I can never sing again. But I have one more song. That will be my last. It will be of gratitude and praise to God. And there in the presence of the doctor right before the surgery, the man sang softly the words of Isaac Watts in. I praise my maker while I have breath. And when my voice is lost, in death, praise shall employ my nobler power. My days of praise shall near be past, while life and thought and being last. Oh, immortality endures. And as I was reading, this is a true story. As I was reading this story, I said, What if? They tell me that I have tongue cancer and I couldn't praise God anymore, Dick and Shireen. What would be my last song? And the song that came to my spirit is your grace and mercy brought me. I wish I had a praying church this morning. Brought me through. I'm leaving this moment because of you. I want to thank you, Reverend Bell, and praise you too. Your grace and your mercy. And I, while I was in my office and I started to sing that song, I can't sing it so y'all don't fire me, but I, I, I felt like just sing your grace and your mercy. Then, then when I was in the spirit, the Holy Spirit said, well, what about amazing grace? How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. If this is going to be your last song, Dick and Shireen, what would you tell the Lord? Somebody would say, there's not a friend like a lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. But I heard somebody said, I might just say, he's been so good to me.
what your song will be. But I know if I had to give God the last voice, I will praise his name. I will bless him because he's been too good to me all of my life. Sit down, y'all sit down, go ahead. Perhaps you wonder why would I say your grace and mercy and thank him? Because for 54 years, he wakes me up every morning. Y'all don't get it. I can eat. There's always something on the table for me to eat every morning i like to dress up he always provides something for me to wear he has kept me from dangerous seen and unseen he makes my enemies behave dr paula yeah yeah he is my peace when i am weary my joy when i'm in sorrow when my mama and daddy died he was right there beside me say i got you so i just got to praise him excuse me on tonight but i got to praise him today to forget to praise god is to forfeit the favor of God. For praise like prayer is the grease that causes God's engine of grace and mercy to start. Don't miss that. You see, the angels do not pray. They don't need to pray. But they never stop praising God. Praise is the obligation of every believer it's not just something you do because the worship leader tells you to do it it is the testimony of our souls of the goodness of our god let me put it another way the old folks would say when i think of the goodness of jesus gino and all done for me my soul i don't need you to get me excited when i think of the goodness of jesus i just have to give him the praise and you know the benefits of coming to corporate worship sometime i may be at 50 percent Reverend Bell is at 60%. Dr. Paul is right around 70%. Well, you know, Minister Moran is always at 100%. But when I add my little strength with Reverend Bell's strength and take yours on, and there is a praise that is lifted up, it's like a choir, a concert lifted. I need you to help me to praise God. Don't sit on the Lord when you come to church because praise is not yours. Praise belongs to God. The past few Sundays, I come to church and I'm sitting in the back observing. 
It's as if we have to pry folks to worship and praise. And I don't understand how can you get in your car and drive here. It ain't because of um, uh, Toyota. It ain't because of GM. God brought you to church. And when you get to church and you just sit down and say, I don't feel like praising. In our text this morning, Jesus is entering Jerusalem during the Passover. This psalm, this text is usually preached during Palm Sunday. But it's not a Palm Sunday text. It's a praise text. He's entering. And as he is entering the city, the whole crowd of disciples. I want you to notice this. It didn't say everybody. He's, the text says the whole crowd of disciples. There are a whole lot of folks who come to church that want praise because they're not in the Lord. They're not disciples. The whole crowd of disciples, because during Passover, according to scholars, there'd be over 500,000 to a million people coming to Jerusalem, but it was only the crowd of people praising. If your sister sitting next to you is not praised, that's all right, but don't, don't be like that person. You got to be among the crowd of disciples praising God. So the whole crowd of praising. And they said, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. The first thing I see in this text, don't let anyone, anyone silence your praise. Because the Pharisees went to Jesus and said, make them stop. Make them stop. And Jesus said, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to make them stop. Don't let anyone silence your praise. They were praising Jesus because they knew he was the son of God. And having spent three years with Jesus, they knew that he was going to save humanity. They understood his ministry and his mission. And I imagine in the crowd, there were those who praised Jesus because he healed them. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, but maybe the woman with the issue of blood was in the crowd. Maybe the lepers were in the crowd. Maybe the man with the withered hand, the paralytic man, they, they were in the crowd. And I know for a fact that Lazarus was in the crowd. So let me stop you for a minute. You mean to tell me that God is going to pay my mortgage when I didn't have a job? That God is going to heal my cancer when the doctor didn't give me no chance? That God is going to provide for my every need? And then when I come to church, you're going to get upset because I'm praising God. Get out of my way and let me praise him because you don't know like I know what God has done for me. The disciples, the Pharisees say, make them stop. But let me tell you something right now. When I walk through this church, get out of my way. Because after seven days of making it through, God has blessed me. Don't try to stop my praise. At this point, the disciples didn't care what the Pharisees were saying. Go ahead, look at me funny. I don't care. 
You can talk about me after the service. I don't care. And I think was it uh, Dick and Bacon that said it best. If you don't like my sermon, pray about it. When you know that you know what you know, what God has done for you, Shireen. I'm going to leave this one alone. Secondly, I see in this text that they gave Jesus the highest praise. They said, blessed is the king. Notice the term they use. Pay attention. Quote, words matter. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. You read the whole sentence. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. In the highest. The writers of Matthew, Mark, and John adds the word Hosanna. If you read that version in this uh, a gospel, it says Hosanna, which means please save us. You see, the crowd of disciples knew that Jesus was on his way to be crucified for the redemption of their sins. Therefore, they gave him the highest praise. So when we get together for corporate worship, we have to give God the highest praise despite our circumstances. That's what the writer of Psalm 66 is teaching us to do. Incidentally, uh, Reverend Bell, I had my text already picked out since uh, last week. And on Tuesday night, you were leading prayer and you read Psalm 66. And while you were reading Psalm 66, the Holy Spirit tapped me on my shoulder and said, that's your text. Go and change the one you had. So I want you to know there is synchronicity. There is harmony in spirit. When you are praying, God will speak to you and it will be confirmed. So I just want you to know that. So the writer of Psalm 66 teaches us how to give God highest praise. The psalm says, shout for joy to God, all the earth. The phrase is in the imperative mood. The imperative mood is, is used to demand or require an action be performed. So you say, what action is the psalmist asking us to do? It says to shout with joy. Watch this now. Shout. Take the frown off your face. Shout with joy. And then he says, sing the glory of his name. Don't fold your arms and sit down and start complaining about the praise team because you don't like so-and-so. Sing the glory of his name. And last he says, and make his praise glorious. Now, I don't know how to do that particularly because I can't sing. But, 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 but if I have to cry, I cry. If I have to shout, I will shout. If I have to praise, I will praise. In other words, 
You can't just sit in the sanctuary with your arms folded, looking at the praise team and looking at me while we are uh, worshiping God. You can't give God glorious praise while the service is going on if you are on your cell phone making plans for lunch. You can't give God glorious praise if you are distracted by looking at so-and-so and thinking about this and that. Let your mind be focused on the Lord. And I've asked Reverend Bell to help me here. I've got my praise balloons. I got my praise balloons. I want everybody to come and get your praise balloon. And I'm gonna tell you why. Come on, get your praise balloon. Don't just sit down. Come on, get your praise balloon. Everybody get your praise balloon. I hope I have enough. I hope I have enough. I got 60. I don't know if I have enough. Come and get your praise balloon. Don't let it go. Don't let it go now. Hold on to it now. Don't let it go. Now, be careful now. As I see them going up. Help out, Malik. Help out. Catch a praise balloon. I see a few of them already going up. Let's help Reverend Bell out. So your praise balloon don't, don't go up. Now, I don't know how we're going to get the ones that's up there, but... Everybody got their balloon. At least one balloon. I know there's a couple in the ceiling. You can, you know, I need you to get a balloon. Ain't nobody gonna get one. I need you to have one. And you notice that the balloon is in the shape of a star because Jesus is the star of the party. And we're going to have a party whenever we get together to praise the Lord. The third thing I see in this text, and I'm going to get out of your way. We have to practice the language of praise. I'll say it again, you have to practice. It does not come naturally. You have to practice the language of praise. There are many things that are trying to keep you from praising God. Do you know that? Yeah. I've always tell you that one of the things that I do on Sunday morning, I wake up, I don't even talk to my wife. I get up early in the morning before anybody gets up. I get dressed, I'm on my business, and I'm on my way to church. I get here by 725, 730, 
Mostly there's nobody here because I want to be in what I call the praise zone and I don't want nothing or anyone to mess with my praise. Many things are trying to keep you from praising God. When you wake up in the morning, you've got to pray and get your mind prepared to praise the Lord. And this is how we ought to practice the language of praise. The psalmist helps us. The psalmist says, say to God, how awesome are your deeds. Don't just shake your head in agreement. You've got to speak with your own mouth and practice the language of praise. So great is your power that your enemies cringe before you. That, that's what the psalmist says. So great. In other words, praising God for delivering him from his enemies. I don't know what God has delivered you from. But I can tell you that if you are living and breathing, God has delivered you from something. Amen? From something. Praising God for whatever it is, is your way of saying, I acknowledge that it wasn't me, it wasn't other people. All glory and honor be to you. You've got to learn, and the reason why I gave you this balloon is that you can go home and practice the language of praise. Every time you think about a bill that God has paid, you just put a tug on that balloon. It's a balloon of praise. Every time you go to the doctor and the doctor gives you a good report, give a tug to that balloon because God has blessed you. Every time you pay a bill, every time you have something good happen to you, you tug your balloon because God has blessed you. Practice the language of praise. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how old you are. You got to open your mouth. The psalmist says that everything that has breath, if you can talk, praise the Lord, bless his holy name. One of the many reasons so many people struggle to offer praise on Sunday morning, Reverend Bell, is because they do not practice the language of praise from Monday to Saturday. If you don't speak the language, don't expect to be fluent in it. That's why when some folks are praising, others are looking at them like they're crazy. Because they don't understand the language. I'm going to give you this for free. If you want to learn how to praise God like a minister of music, you got to speak the language of praise. That means I come to church. I don't know what you're going to say. I don't care what you're thinking, but I want to praise God for myself because he's been good to me. Not just clap my hands, but I say, God, you've been good. I praise you. I worship you. I thank you. Practice the language of praise. I'm going to tell you this, and you're going to be surprised. At a conference at a Presbyterian church in Omaha, Nebraska, people were giving Helium Field balloon. That's where I got the idea from. And they were told to release it at some point in the service. Don't release yours, though. 
I want you to keep it and go home with it. When they felt like expressing their joy and gratitude to God for what he has done for them. And since Presbyterians, I know because I work in a Presbyterian church, I went to school in a Presbyterian school, so I know they're very proper. They, they don't make too much noise. They're very interested. I'm not saying they don't worship. I'm saying that's their style. All of these folks were sitting around with their balloon and very proper. And at the end of the service, only one third of the people released their balloons. Balloons of praise. So you mean to tell me that only one third of the people knew that God is great? That God is good? Now watch me this, watch me for a minute, indulge me. If you know that God is good, right here at Pleasant Grove Church, if God has blessed you, if God has done anything for you, I want you to just stand up and tug your balloon and bless God with all of your might. Just tug your balloon and bless the name of the Lord for all that he has done for you. Practice. Practice makes perfect. Practice. Give him some music, Minister Derek. Give him some music. Practice. Praise God for yourself. Praise God for yourself. Don't let the rocks cry out for you. seated I got one more thing and I'm through so looked in the psalm verse 5 the psalmist says come and hear all you fear God let me tell you what he has done so fourth point here is make your praise inviting verse 5 is connected to verse 16 which we didn't read because i didn't want to make it too long in the psalm in the in verse 5 the psalmist says come and see what the lord has done but in verse 16 he says come and see what the lord has done for me see sometimes i like to tell folks what god has done for me but you got to be careful because they'll think you bragging. They'll think you try to tell folks how good you got it. But you need to let people know how God has delivered me. How God has blessed me. Because sometimes folks call you and what we a lot of times end up doing is having a pity party. We tell the person all the things that we are going through and at the end of the conversation we fail to say 
but God is good. Despite everything else, the Lord has been good to me. You know, I, 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 I really wish sometime we would have one day, and I will call that a praise service. We have prayer meeting on Tuesday night. We have Bible study on Wednesday night. I wish we could turn Sunday morning into a praise service because we need to let God know that we are thankful for everything that he has done. So the psalmist says, make your praise inviting. You see, sometimes there are brothers and sisters who need a little tug, a little bit of encouragement to make God's praise glorious. And so when you stand up, when you praise God, when you stand up, when you lift up holy hands, you are telling the person, it's okay to say bless God. You don't have to be ashamed or afraid to say God is good. Uh, if you're going to come to church, you might as well bless the name of the Lord and have church. Don't, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. If you have to let your mascara run, that's all right. If you have to run down the aisle, that's all right. Yes, some folks will talk about you, but guess what? The Lord will be pleased with you because you give God glorious praise. The disciples who were praising Jesus as he was entering Jerusalem were inviting other people. Don't just watch us. Praise him. Praise him. And the praise was so contagious that the Pharisees wanted them to stop. Can I give you a secret? When you are in church and you're standing up to praise God, are you sitting down? And you notice to your left or to the right, you're getting the eye rolling. That means the devil is not happy because you're praising. That means folks are upset. The Pharisees say, make them stop. You see, folks cannot make you stop. But in their spirit, they try to tell you, he don't take all that. Remember what Pastor said last week? Keep on praising. And here's what Jesus said, and I'm closing. He said, if they don't, Praise if they don't shout. The rocks will cry out. And as I take my clothes, like the old preachers would say, I won't let no rocks cry out for me. I don't know about you. I am 54 years old. I've been young and now I'm old. The Lord has brought me through danger seen and unseen. He has healed me of all of my diseases. When I'm in trouble, he delivered me. So I won't let no rocks cry out for me. Jesus died for me. He has eternal salvation waiting for me. So excuse me, but I won't let no rock cry out for me. So pull and tug your praise balloon and said, I won't let no rocks 
says, excuse me if I seem a little giddy or maybe even strange, but praise, tell your neighbor, but praise, praise is the way I say thanks. Come on, let's praise God this morning and say thank you. If you are ready to give your life to Jesus Christ, we invite you to pray this prayer with us. And it says, Dear Lord, I admit that I am a sinner and there is nothing that I can do to save myself. I ask for your forgiveness. And you can do this if you are streaming. At this moment, I believe you alone are the one who bore my sins when you died on the cross and rose from the dead. Today, I turn from my sinful life and invite you into my heart. I will trust you and follow you all of the days of my life. Thank you for saving me and hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or praise report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church, Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519. Or call us at 919-363-5198. Or visit us on the web at www.pgc-carry.org.